Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of the Raise Your Mug podcast presented by Country Jam. I'm Scott. Uh, joined, as always, right here, we've got Kathy Wright from Country Jam. And away you guys go as we near the 2023 version of Jam in just a, a few months. And, of course, people can be tuned in at any time. But uh, if people want more information, where do they go? Because tickets are still available and there's a lot that's coming up this year. You got it, Scott. Tickets are always available at countryjamwi.com. Or if you're crazy and want to walk through the front door of our office, we would love to see your smiling face and tell you all about our festival and everything that we have going on in our office on Hastings Way. And of course, the, the brand new site as well. Go back, listen to some of the previous episodes. We highlight some of the new things that are coming as well as uh, some of the standards that uh, have made Jam what it has been for the last three decades. Well, Kathy, you've brought along another guest uh, today, a familiar voice to those in the Chippewa Valley. So I'll turn it over to you, and you and your guests can have a great conversation for the next uh, 25 or so minutes. Sounds great. I'm kind of excited because I'm typically this person's guest. <laughs> so uh, today joining me is Alex Edwards, uh, host of the morning show on Wax 104.5. It's so weird being on this side of the mic being asked the questions. I know. I feel like I'm giving up control somehow. Oh, and I'm sure you have no problem with that at all, do you? <laughs> oh, no, not at all. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, I'm going to dive right into it because you are like this wealth and plethora of all of this information. And, you know, people always ask, like, hey, how do you pick the axe? And, you know, there there's some science to it um, and there's some not science to it. Right. Like, hold on, I'll ask my nieces really is a lot of... <laughs> That's what I do. Because, you know, we, we, are, we are the demo but we also aren't the demo and um so yeah you're kind of my go-to guy for what's happening what's new and so background how long have you been on the radio oh my gosh i'm gonna make us old my entire adult life although my adult life has very little to do with radio (laughs) (laughs) are you an adult i never it, it seems like i ever since i started i'm like well i'll try this and i didn't have a fallback plan but i never thought i'd make this a career so it's been a long time. Do you it want an exact year? Time. It's been a long time. I know. We don't have to be exact, okay. but a long time. Like you knew when Tim, like you played Tim McGraw when he started. Right. Well, you know, actually I, I didn't start in country. Oh, that's until, right. Until now I'm going to start throwing dates. Probably 97. So that was, you know, country. That was kind of the heyday. Of, yeah. You know, it was building throughout the 90s, but then started at Wax in 2006. Then mornings from 2011 to until at least today. At least today. Yeah, don't check your inbox tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know what I say here. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, honestly, music, uh, we talk a lot about like how the industry has changed and yeah. music has changed, but what I would love to talk to you about today is, you know, this crazy way artists are finding their way these days. You know, we were talking before we got started about how there used to be like this rule book, like, you know, you know, step one, move to Nashville. Step right. two, make tapes and try and hand them to people. And that has completely changed. Well, what changed even before some of the technology things we'll talk about is obviously American Idol. And, you know, yeah. show, I mean, you can go back even further to, you know, when Sawyer Brown on uh, the show with Ed McMahon. Uh, uh, Star Search. Star Search. I forgot they won Star Search. That's right. <laughs> well, that was a little bit of a, that died off rather quickly. But I mean, up until really, uh, you know, Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson and American Idol, you had to go through that approach. You had to know somebody, you had to get a foot in the door, you had to play at bars until you 
couldn't see right and you had to get lucky a lot of times too. So a person like you, you think about that, a person like Carrie Underwood may never have seen the light of day in the old way that we did things. So right. American Idol it really opened that new way of finding stars. Well, and I remember we had Carrie. She was probably like two days off the Idol tour. Oh, really? We had her at our Colorado festival. And I mean, legit one song, Jesus Take the Wheel. And like she got on stage and started to introduce her band and couldn't remember their names. <laughs> like that's how new this was. Like she left, I think she had an Idols tour in like Greeley, Colorado. And the next day played her like oh, first wow. solo show and her first full band show in Grand Junction. And like got halfway through the band and she's like, I got nothing. I can't remember, I can't remember these guys. Yeah. Well, the, and that changed too, because obviously I don't think anyone ever said it like any established artist, but th- that wasn't paying your dues maybe no the way that oh they said it all right like <laughs> i think there were some artists that were pretty vocal about like hey how does she get this platform and pedestal and i'm back here you know playing for Schlepping tips it. on a pickle jar <laughs> doing or waitress during the day and bars right. during the night and trying to... yeah so that changed the game a lot and there's been a lot of country stars and, and pop stars and rock stars but it seems country more so which I guess you can, we can hang our head on as a format. The country format has had more success with the reality, you know, stage shows like that more than any other. Do you? Why do you think that happens? I would like to say that rock. If there's any rock people, I'm sorry, rock is is not in a good place right now. Mm-hmm. So though, I mean, even look at Daughtry. I'm, yeah, he was fifth place or seventh place, whatever he was. So even he didn't win American Idol. Um, but as far as pop, pop has always been real fickle as far as trends and mm-hmm. coming and going. So winning as a pop artist one year and they give you a contract and you get a single written, everything ready for you and you get thrown out on the road. But after that, you're kind of on your own. And like I said, pop trends move, used to move a lot, lot quicker yes. than country trends. I, mean, I always use this, uh, Reba McIntyre had, I don't know, like six, ten songs that didn't chart and Nowadays, country stars don't get that luxury. If you have right. one or two that don't chart, you're gone. So Well, and I think that's what's really interesting now is we look at how we build our lineup. You know, you look at somebody like a Bailey Zimmerman, who right. has now had two number ones and is like, I'm a headliner. Right. Like the I headline in 2023, which is amazing. But we're all scratching our heads like, wait a minute, I'm still trying to figure out if it's B A if it's L E Y or L Y, you know. So you know this th- this like track that these artists are on in country the almost is track. a little bit more poppy, right. if you will. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't headline until. I mean, you think about it. We had Kenny Chesney. I don't know seven hundred times, <laughs> and he finally headlined in twenty o two. He did not headline until the No Shoes record. Okay. Like. I mean, holy cow, you talk about a guy that paid his dues. And what people don't understand what you have to deal with and, and your schedule and your booker is that it's not just, you don't get to place your lineup necessarily the way you want your day. You have stars that are like, I am not going before this artist. And you have your booker saying, well, no, you have to have them as a package deal. And this one can't be at three o'clock. This can ever be a seven or a nine act. I mean, that's yes. the stuff you have to go through. And I think we're seeing that a lot now. You know, we love 90s country at Jam, as you know. Like, we love that throwback retro stuff. And it makes everybody happy. And we all love to sing along. But we're kind of running into that a little bit now where you get some new artists that that maybe haven't paid their dues yet but you have some of these 90s artists that have you know 10 12 15 20 (laughs) number one hits but they're they're no longer in that headlining space and they're like nah i'm not playing at three o'clock in front of somebody who legit has one song on tiktok 
And that's difficult because we're we're losing the ability to kind of grab that fresh new face and sure. pair it with that really great, amazing 90s artist. And I can see where that's a little insulting for them. Um, and like, mm, no, sorry, sorry, sweet pea, but <laughs> you're not playing after me. And, and um, yeah, it's just a really weird it's a really weird time for us right now. And they make that a hard and fast rule. It's like they either will not play before seven o'clock. It's not like, well, it depends on who it is. Or it's like they, they, were, they make the rule too. I yes. You think, well, they, if they want to get, the, if they wanted the show, they'll play when we tell them to. No, they, it's a, and it's a lot of times their, their booker or their manager who just, in order to legitimize their popularity, whether it's, on the rise now, because that's the other thing too. I mean, you hit when you're hot. So it would look bad in their eyes of mm -hmm. the manager or if they were on at three, even though they're really only a three o'clock act, so. Right, but then they're like, wait, who's on at five? Like, is this one of my idols? Like, can I play, <laughs> can I have a, an opportunity to share a stage with, you know, Clay Walker, because I grew right. up loving, you know, so there's all of this crazy conversation that goes into things. And now what we're, we're seeing as we start to look ahead to 23 are artists that need to understand the whole day. Right. Like they they aren't going to play. Um, I'm not playing with a with a with a pop country artist or I'm not playing with, you know, a jam band like it's this whole like now it's all genre. Right. And it's like, you know, our, the we need to see the full lineup before we'll commit to headlining. I'm like, I can't offer you a headlining spot till I know like. I can't build the day until I know if you're going to headline, yeah. but I don't know if you're going to headline until I build the day. And so, yeah, it's really crazy. That's what I love. Over the last couple of years now, you and I have been working on, I've been just amazed at the the building of the day. Not just because you, you have a way you'd like to build it, but then you have obviously not just routing where there's somewhere else the day before or after or whatever that. You have your, your budget you have to work with within, and then you have these rules. So it is, I'm just amazed how it's just this intriguing little puzzle that all these pieces have to, because you can't not have somebody at five, you know? And so it's right. all amazing how this all has to play out and it's a very intricate little puzzle. Yeah, we did that this year. We had booked somebody in a, a little bit, probably later spot than they maybe had earned, but we have a lot of faith in this artist and feel like they're kind of on the cusp and that it's really going to be an awesome show for us. And that three o'clock spot became a little difficult for us to fill right. because it was that whole like, mm, yeah, I think I'm better than that person. So, oh my gosh. Well, then you want to build it because obviously before uh, the current year, you want to get some names ready for next year, right? So you can drop it for the crowd, re-up their tickets and things like that. But what's interesting then is, is once you get some of those pieces filled, and you get a little past Christmas or you know around that time, then the artists are willing to fill in some holes. Right. They, they, they want something on their schedule. Yeah, it turns out I didn't get that tour I thought I was going to get. I'll play it fine. You know, yeah, I still laugh. You know, we ended up with, um, ended up with, huh, I'll put that in big yeah. quotes, but we ended up with Old Dominion in 2011 or 2021 because they were supposed to play with Kenny Chesney. Yeah, that's right. And he canceled his summer and they woke up like on a Monday morning and they're like, uh, hey, so hey K-Dog, what do you mean we're not going on the road this summer? And so it happened to also be the same exact day Morgan Wallen canceled himself. That's right. So so it was like, hey, turns out we're free <laughs> and we're willing to play Thursday night and uh, we're making deals. So, it, you know, works out. But so I, I want to I want you to tell me and it doesn't have to just be anyone that's on the jam lineup. But who are you seeing right now? Like if you had to put your thumb on a couple artists and and we'll have it be like Alex, the human, then Alex, the guy that decides what's played on wax. Like, well, what's funny about. I'll tell you a little backstory. Obviously, in my 
job too. I have to talk to a lot of record label people. And the, the funny joke is with some of them, if I like a song, it's like the kiss of death. Oh, oh. So I will even have, because my, that's what I, one thing, uh, music directors who are the people who pick the music at the stations, stations that still do that, what, um, what they have to do is separate themselves from, and you have to do it too. I have to do it too. From what you like and what you want to hear to what, like you say, put the thumb on what the masses want to hear and what's going to be uh, uh, more appealing to the larger yes. section of the audience. So I remember, I, and I still do, I really, one of my favorite albums was it from last year was L.V. Shane's. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was a unbelievable um, record. And nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so yeah, that was one that they... If they, they send me a song now, some of my record labels people, and do you like this? I'm like, it's all right. I'm like, oh, good. That's their next single. If you liked it, we were going to be worried. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, I know you were an early believer in Muscadine Bloodline. Yes. You know, you you flushed them out over a year ago. Um, and you're like, Kath, you got to get after these guys. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think they are literally sitting, like, in the waiting room. Um, right. And I can't wait for everybody to see them this it's year. It's fun. That's their Wednesday night. Yes. Campground party. Yeah, so who's who's rolling up the who's rolling in right now that you got your eyes on? Um, as f I, I don't mean to say it like this because I like all you know, the artists we play, but I'm not. There's not one right now where I'm super super you know just itching to hear. Obviously, the Morgan Wallen album um, has just been amazing to have. What we do is we play, just to go back to maybe a conversation we'll have, but the record label decides on a single, mm -hmm. and the reason why they decide on it is because they want their artist and that the artist's current album to be represented by what they feel is the best song for the best time of the year for them right now. So we get uh, singles from the record label, and for the most part, we follow that. It's a kind of a relationship you build with these record labels. You scratch my back, scratch yours kind of thing. Uh, but with Morgan Wallen, I decided I'm playing two Morgan Wallen singles at once. Which and that's really new, right? right? Yeah. I mean, I can't think of another artist that we've ever done that with where it's been... Garth and Chris Gaines? Yeah. <laughs> Are they the same Was that person? the same person? I don't know. Um, but that that's shows the popularity. We have in right now, what I'd say in country music is two... A plus artists with Luke Holmes and Morgan Wallen. We have your A artists, which are your your super, but we, we in your terms headliners. Mm -hmm. um, and in my business, they put out a single and you play it. I mean, not because you have to, but because that's your uh, super popular artist and they're putting out good stuff. Um, but right now, to have two A plus artists is rare for us. I mean, mm -hmm. the last A plus artist we really had besides Luke Holmes and Morgan Wallen, you'd have to go back to probably Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while. And country needs that. Every once in a while, you can start with uh, Alabama and Reba, and then you get right into the hat acts of the early 90s. Thank goodness Garth Brooks came along. Uh, middle 90s, thank goodness Shania came along. Because we need people, not only the current country listeners to keep listening, but we need to get some other people to listen from other parts of, of their formats. Right, that crossover that, you know, and I think, you know, as we talk about how has the internet changed the world, I mean, we could do that for days, but it, in the music business, like, you know, you used to have to wait for an album to come out or, you know, now it's like day one, they drop the record, you right. listen to it front to back, side to side. You know, I was obsessed with the Dangerous album, Morgan Wallen's Dangerous. Mm -hmm. I mean, legitimately, I just think I'm the, personally the reason it stayed at number one because I, uh, I haven't listened to the new one yet I'm still mad at him we gotta block out a lot of time it's right songs I know time. I know um and same thing Hardy like his uh Hicks tape and uh Like a Rock I mean front to back side to side listen to it like 
old school would well, have Well, and Hardy's changes halfway through the album. You get to the rocks part. Of right. It. Well, I haven't listened to The Mockingbird and the Crow okay. yet, so oh, I haven't. No, I'm still I'm still stuck somewhere else because I, <laughs> I share an iTunes account with my kid and I never get custody of it. Oh, That's yeah. probably oh. why. Um, I know. I think I, I think what's really fun, too, right now, like I'm obsessed with Priscilla Block. Okay. Like for some reason, like if you do not follow her on TikTok, just do it because that is just a train wreck heading straight out of the station. Um, it's kind of the soap opera I love to watch. And she's so funny and so real and so unapologetically who she is that I cannot wait for her to get up on stage and just take over the planet. We saw her uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, at yeah. CRS. And she was commenting how her butt is still trending. Right. Because <laughs> that was, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Yes. She, or is it Lainey Wilson, too? Her butt was trending yeah. for a while. Her dump truck. Maybe I'm thinking about Lainey. Yeah, Lainey. Yeah. Her dump truck was trending for a while. She's like, apparently, I have a big old butt. It's still, <laughs> people are still talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Pres- yeah. I, I think it's, you know, last year we had Ashley Cook. And, you know, I, I found her during COVID as part of that 615 house thing. And they started singing and you know, I, I literally, the reason we got her booked is that our agent's assistant at the time, like lived in the same apartment building as her. She's oh, really? like, do you want me just, cause I'm like, I can't get a hold of her. <laughs> just like, go down, I, ring the doorbell. She did. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know her. Do you want me to just ask her? Uh, yeah. When you're doing laundry, would you just tap her on the shoulder and be like, Hey, how do we book you? You know, and now <laughs> she's, she was out on tour with, uh, Cole Swindell, I think. Yep. And you know, she was one, unfortunately it was raining during her show last year, but people oh, came right. out yeah, to did. see her cause they just, they get to know them so well. And it's funny now when you see these artists that, you know, like Clay Walker is super active on TikTok, but as these new artists are like, well, I guess I gotta be on TikTok yeah. now, you know, well, well, welcome. Maybe it's gone forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it is really cool to see, um, just to see how, how this ladder has changed for so many artists. Right. And, and then we can get into the conversation of how things have changed uh, in radio and how artists have found new ways to get to the people, obviously, as we talked about with the, the, the advent of the Internet, um, getting music. Radio is still, I'm going to throw out a, a number here, we are still the number one way that people are uh, introducing themselves to music or we are introducing new music to people, which is nice. Um, but obviously people, that number has gone down because people are finding it themselves mm-hmm. before they couldn't. They didn't know what the new single was until radio told them it was. And that was what they knew. Um, right now we're finding in radio too, which is a little hard for us, is that record labels are putting a single and giving it to radio. And also at the same time, giving a different single to the digital platforms. Oh, interesting. Streaming platforms and pushing a single digitally um, at the same time, they're pushing a different single to radio. And I'm not quite sure if they're, what their methodology is behind that. They're thinking if it's a planned approach uh, as far as accessibility, if one is more maybe all genre inclusive. Uh, you could talk about a Morgan Wallen song um, last night, which is one of the two songs they're playing, was the one they released digitally. And... That song, I think, is as good as the the album cut, or the title cut, which is the single they gave to radio. Mm-hmm. And in, I went to my record label person. I'm like, well, I want last night too, but I need an edit because with all Morgan Wallen songs, there's some word on there that's not appropriate. Correct. <laughs> it's kind of his mo. And she said, well, that's not the single, um, but I can check for you. And in the meantime, I found another radio station that had made the edit, and was she was not happy that we started playing that one. But I told her I'm going to play the other one too once I heard it. Um, but it's tough for us because 
if we are supposed to be promoting the best song from the hottest artists, we sometimes take a little offense at not being able to pick if someone else is getting it and we're getting a different one. Right. And it's know? like, hey, we really do. We really want you to play this one, but we're going to give the other one, which is better to somebody else. Like that's right. I, that yeah, I, and in the instance here with Morgan Wallen, like I said, playing two is extremely rare. So, it but it it happens now because we could probably play three or four off that album, just because the artist is so popular. People want to hear Morgan Wallen, and from our standpoint, the reason why you don't play more than one single at a time is you want people to also get invested in an artist. Mm-hmm. But we also find that most people don't. Most people listen to the radio a lot less closely than we think they do. They mm-hmm. just know a good song when they hear it and the song that they want to hear. They don't care who's singing it a lot of times. So playing two Morgan Wallen songs is not confusing our listeners. They just will know it's, for the most people, will know it's just two good songs. You know, right. We're separating yeah. them. But At least our radio tells us now who right. sings it. <laughs> we, remember, you guys used to introduce it. So, right. um, so this is always my favorite question because it's so hard to answer. Um, and I think I know your answer. But who's your favorite? Favorite artists to listen to and artists to see live in in the country music world or uh let's all? start with the country music world okay well i it used to be uh i still appreciate him and like him, a big eric church fan yes. like you are too but one thing you, you you and i have talked about this once he started doing two and a half hour shows i'm really old <laughs> i feel i feel like you don't go to a movie and stay for three, three, well, they are getting longer, three, three and a half hours now. It's kind of like make your movie, tell your story, uh, make your set so it flows and everything. Do it in 90 minutes. Right. <laughs> I got places to be. I got to get up. If you can't tell your story in 90 minutes, I'm like, uh, because he would go to, I mean, he's, you're Bruce Springsteen and you're two and a half hours, three hour shows. I mean, even a, a big fan like me lost interest. Yeah, it was, yeah, was kind of like, all right, I'm good. But uh, still, as far as who I listen to most, from the format, it would be Eric Church. I'm still a big Kenny Chesney fan. Me too. The whole island theme. And then I've always been a big Gary Allen fan. That's exactly what I would have said. Yeah. I know. We, we talk Gary Allen a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think you and I are both kind of, we've just loved Gary for a mm-hmm. long time. And he's, he's, you know, he's not fantastic. Like, he's not the blow the roof off the no. joint live, but God, his music is so pure and so great. And, and of course, Garth. I mean, well, you can't go I mean, wrong with that's Garth. That's just, yeah. <laughs> I know. I have a little FOMO um, because the Taylor Swift tour is launching and there's a lot of video coming out. And yeah. and now I need tickets. Well, good luck. I know. Obviously. I mean, I have a kidney to sell, so that, <laughs> that might help. But um, yeah, now I have huge FOMO because I need to go see Taylor Swift and I never had any desire to do so before, but... I had a couple of people that's our last You weekend. had her at jam once. Oh my gosh. Yes, once? we did. She was on tour with Rascal Flats. Oh, that was there's an Eric Church story there too. Yes. Eric Church got kicked off that. He got kicked off that tour. You're right. And who knows? I mean, sure. For I'm playing sure. too long. Yeah, and too loud and too long. <laughs> um, and who knows? I'm sure Taylor Swift would have made it just fine on her own. But I mean, you think of all those things that could have happened, did happen. I mean, if Eric Church hadn't been kicked off that tour, how long, much longer would it have taken for Taylor to get on a tour? And Rascal Flatts was huge at the time. So all of those things work into that whole story and you never know. I was watching an interview with her and she, t- she like thanked Eric Church. Yeah. <laughs> you know, thanks for getting kicked off because, you know, it gave me my space. Um, yeah, that's one. You know, the, and the production side of country too has just become insane. Yeah. You know, it, it, these guys used to, actually it was that year, I think it was the Bob that had 
bob bob my head bob uh, bob, bob that head, head bob, bob your head. it was something about bob head bobbing yeah um from rascal flats and they rolled in with like 17 semis and 12 tour buses and we had oh. never seen an entourage like that before and you know we're looking at them like well number one we don't have a ceiling <laughs> so like all your stuff's gonna have to stay on the truck because you know we can't load in but that was really one of the first kind of where that that stadium tour and festival tour tried to collide right. and the artist was like look i've I've invested so much in the stadium tour and the production behind it to show up at a festival and just pull out our guitars and drum kits. Yeah. And Garth really was the, the pioneer that yeah. changed that game. By, right. He loved Kiss. He loved the big production of his show. And he was like, I want that. You know, I want to fly over the crowd. I want fire. I want rain. You know? I know somebody who is it that they started their tour. You would probably know this because you're a rock guy, but like their drunk hit was like spinning in the air. Oh, it was Motley Crue. Oh, Tommy Lee. Right. Uh, I just one time I'd like to enter. <laughs> I'd like to come to work flying from the ceiling on a drum kit. Right. I mean, I'm not asking a no. lot. I kind of want Taylor Swift's bobsled, too, that she does, like, under the stage. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? No. Oh. I've, I've seen Taylor a couple times with her whole, right, still country, but you could tell they oh. were, and then right, I think, the Red album, right, when that was the last. That's, yeah. That's, we're done that, now. Yep. Goodbye, Alex. <laughs> you, could, you could tell. And the funny thing about that with in country music, at least I say that, is we wished her well. I mean, mm-hmm. she, like I said, she was the Shania Garth that brought a whole new group of people to our format when we weren't we didn't have anyone from Shania to Taylor that really did that well and she was country music's little sister right like I mean it didn't matter what she did we were going to protect her with right and I think we all still do like Mm -hmm. she's still our little sister um, making gazillions (laughs) of dollars Um, yeah it'll be interesting too to see you know who's that next big name you know even if we look back on Luke Holmes's career you know we um, had him booked to headline yeah our first, the, his first headline with us would have been 2020 RIP. And, you know, and now he is a plus, 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 plus. And it took right. people years to get there before. But, and I just was watching an interview with him yesterday. He didn't pick up a guitar till he was 21. That's something. Isn't that crazy? There's and hope for us. And he is obviously one, because you always want to do something different or you can't pick sometimes the trend and the person that'll just all coalesce and hit at the right time because he's a he's a bigger guy right balding he's he's got a big old beard you know and he did not fit the mold of the shiny pop country stars no as a matter of fact the first time i saw him i was like comb your damn hair (laughs) like i i left almost offended i was like you know just go tuck your shirt in (laughs) you know i honestly i kept looking at him thinking you know you you could do better and you know then i realized he didn't have to because he was so stinking talented that he he could be his own person and i am loving that too like i am loving that everybody can come out and be their own you know luke bryan i think was the first guy to perform in a ball cap like you know everybody wore a cowboy hat and you know all of a sudden luke came in he's like yeah they don't look good on me. I'm wearing yeah. a ball cap. We have all sorts of, I mean, you have Russell Dickerson, who's very, and Sam Hunt, who are very yeah proper and looking good. And then you have your Chris Stapletons and your Luke Combs, who are a little rougher on the edges. And Yeah, one and, walked out of one walked out of Fleet Farm and one walked out of Abercrombie, yeah. right? Brantley Gilbert, and I was just at a thing, he too. He walked where, out of the Hot Topic. We saw Brantley <laughs> Gilbert and Jelly Roll on the same stage. I'm like, this stage in country music has never had that many tattoos, ever. Ever. And then Ashley McBride was on before oh, that. Oh, so God, I have such a crush on her. Like, She's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm laughing about this because we were just talking about before we jumped on the mic about our kids. (laughs) 
And uh, we both have only children, which is, you know, in and of itself a challenge. Right. Yes. <laughs> but because they are the OCs, they get to kind of just do stuff. It's easy yeah. to bring them along. And so they do things like go to CRS with you. Yeah. And and Siggy just got a really cool experience. Yeah, we got uh it was mainly for just the radio people, these luncheons, where the record label one was, uh, you know, we got to the Ryman Auditorium, Ugh. and it was all the UMG artists from Vince Gill to Sam Hunt to, I can't remember, there's just one after another, they just did one song, Brothers Osborne was there, so you're at the Ryman, which is this historic venue in a church pew, eating a sack lunch while all this is going on in front of you, and I got to bring her to that, so that was pretty cool. She's met Garth, she's met Keith Urban, you know, all those things too, so... Yeah, like you said, she's not going to know what normal life is. No, she... no. My kid once said to me, we got to we got to a show, and he's like, hey, where's that thing? I'm like, what thing? He's like, that thing I wear around my neck. I'm like, <laughs> what lanyard. are you talking about? He's like, that thing that gets me where I need to go. Yeah. I'm like, the thing that gets you where you need to go. We all need one of those in life. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and it's seven. <laughs> Apparently, we all know what it's for, how to use it, and that I need one. And the doors that'll open. You know? I know, I know. I remember the first time Chris Cruzy played at the Pablo Center, randomly at the lab minute I bought tickets and we were in the last row and he was so confused he's like mom why are we not why, my seats why, why, why? <laughs> in the best in the nicest way a five-year-old yeah. could say it you know why do my seats suck and I'm like well because son this is where you know this is where we're sitting and he was like don't you have people I'm like no we don't have your tag that gets you yes, where you need to go lanyard. so um anyway yeah it, it is fun to be able to share that and and uh let our kids be a part of that. And, you know, I can remember one day saying to my husband, like, we don't ever do meet and greets because we're just too busy. And, mm -hmm. and I said, you know, we should probably start doing one because at some point our kid is not going to believe we did this for a living. Right. Like, it, no, that he's going to be like, you didn't meet Willie Nelson. Yeah, I was on his bus. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. It wasn't a meet and greet. It was talking about the time he went on and who was, you know, all these informational bits right it wasn't, it wasn't a right. friendly i mean it was friendly but it wasn't just like you were hanging out with exactly them. exactly um well this has been awesome drove I, every friday i drive by the uh, new grounds wow so it is amazing how the thing is coming along everyone's so excited this i was is... just out there today yeah. and uh, uh wow all i thought was i hope the retention ponds aren't this full in july <laughs> no. well the beautiful we'll thing is that we actually have retention ponds right. in the past that was just nice. called vip yeah. you know so it was called kathy shovel and woodchip <laughs> on a saturday yep but learned how to how to dig a trench mm -hmm. like i've got a lot of ways i can drain water <laughs> yeah a lot of retention ponds yeah the festival site is engineered um yeah. we've never had an engineered site <laughs> before that says hey the water's going to flow this way right um versus like yeah there's a big puddle over there all going in front of the stage yeah we need it. wood chips <laughs> yeah it is exciting and you know obviously our partnership with wax has been um I was there. I was yeah there i mean day one mm -hmm. we have a day one poster up in here and wax's logo on that and so we really have grown i mean truly grown up together in this industry and um thank you for always being a part of it and supporting us and um just making sure that people in our community get access to great music and you know i i'm going to go back to the fact that you know we are a locally we are a local company we aren't part of the big conglomerates and same, same with wax right. you know the fact that i can i can tune in in the morning and you guys can talk about your commute um <laughs> i'm usually texting you when there's an accident exactly. on the north crossing yeah. or on, frequently. yes it, or no uh, bypass <laughs> yeah i'm the bypass queen um i don't i do not text and drive i use my voice don't worry but yes 
And those are interesting conversations too. Yeah. If you ever want, just grab Alex's phone and read the text <laughs> messages I send him. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I'm still going to bring it up. Yeah, Hooked on Phonics worked for me. And we share, we both share a love of Sanibel Island yes. and uh, we're, we're uh, watching its it's recovery slow, recovery, slow recovery, but yeah, thank you for your friendship and um, your expertise and everything that Wax does for us. And I cannot wait uh, to see you on stage uh, in July. Thanks for having me on this. This was fun. Thanks, Alex. It.